2: I'm Commander Shepard,
3: and this is my favorite lorecast on the Citadel.
1: Welcome to the Mass Effect
3: Lorecast, the podcast where we explore the vast universe of lore behind the Mass Effect games. We'll talk about all the details you may have missed, ask the hard questions, and more. Sam, our show notes always say welcome in Keila Salai. And you put this in the show notes every time and I always just skip over it and I just do my own thing. And I'm just wondering if it's just like you're like, one of these days he'll say it because you don't usually like you could just take a moment and just say it and just be like,
4: I'm going to I'm going to get I'm going to get him to say it. And in fact, I I actually just did. It was a genius ploy. Yes. It only took 89 weeks. But <laughs> you got you got there you got you're committed. But Absolutely. we're here, yes. And I I messed up the uh the number the episode number because we are actually on episode eighty
3: nine. Oh well, there you so, go. So episode yeah. eighty nine. Welcome to the Mass Effect Lorecast. I'm Tom. That's Sam. I'm Robots. That's N Seven the Legend. We are your hosts for all things Mass Effect. And I don't know why I said it that way, but we're just gonna roll with it. Cause today we've got a guest. We've got a guest with a kitty cat. Genesis from the Two Girls One Ship and Cyberpunk Lorecast shows. Genesis, welcome. How's it going?
5: Hello, uh, I I'm doing good today. Today's a good day. Today's a good day to
3: talk about steamy Caden romance. That's why you're here. Mm. We hear you're the expert on steamy romances.
5: I I like to think that, yes, we are now on week 52 of talking about steamy romances, so I've got a little bit of experience under my belt. Yeah, yeah, man,
3: has it been that long? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah. So if you're into steamy romances from video games, Two Girls One Ship is the show to go check out. You can find the link at robotsradio.net, or just if you remember the name, search it on whatever podcast you're listening to here. And Jen, you've been with us for patron chats. You've been in and around this community for a long time. It's so nice to have you on board to talk about this. So let's get into it because now that we've got we've gone into Caden's backstory. On the recent episodes, it's it's time to talk about something a little bit more steamy with the romance arc. What kind of background do you specifically have with Caden, though, Genesis? This is this is the this is what the people want to know.
5: Yeah. So my relationship with Caden. <laughs> um, out of all of my playthroughs so far, I've only lost Caden once, and that was due to Sam's influence last year
4: <laughs> <laughs> it's sam's fault i'm sorry go on
3: it
5: is sam's <laughs> fault
3: <laughs> he... <laughs> he had maniacal laughter there he was enjoying he's enjoying that it's his fault yes he's yes. like <laughs> <laughs>
4: yes choose ashley <laughs> yes, i'm sorry
5: i on. did Uh, Well, because it was the way that you passionately spoke about Ashley on the two girls episode that you convinced me that I needed to have at least one Ashley run. And even if it wasn't a romancer. And I like her a lot more now than I did back then. So I will give you that.
4: Well, um, I wear my heart on my sleeve, but I know you do too. And gross. but your heart and if Ashley was red, then then Caden's blue, then yours is blue. So so I need to hear more about this background that you have with Caden.
5: Oh, yeah. Um, there's just something about him that really resonates with me. And I think a lot of that has to do with his voice and his level of maturity. Hmm. Okay.
3: So I'm going to turn one of your classic questions from you, your show, back on you. We're flipping the script, right? (laughs) We went into a lot about Caden's story last episode, and I'm sure you had some feelings about some of our character analysis. What did we get right, according to you, and what did we get wrong?
5: Oh, this is actually one of my favorite questions to ask our guests uh, because it lets us know how well we've done for the episode, and mm-hmm. I'd like to say that the devotion that you put into your research topics is top tier. Yeah,
3: that's that and guy. That's 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 his job. Yeah, yeah,
5: it's all Sam. It's, it's, all, all, it's Sam.
3: all Sam. I'm the production guy, and I'm the pretty face. He's the he's the brains.
5: The brains definitely <laughs> well, <you>. speedy typer. <laughs> um. And I think that you did get a majority of his story into the episode, and you really did my man justice. Uh, The only big detail that I think that you left out that brings more depth to him as a character and to his romance overall is the timeline. So he was born in 2151, and he was 17 when he killed Vernus and left brain camp. So making it 2168. He didn't join the Alliance until 2173. So that leaves a four-year gap in between those two events. And a lot can happen in four years. Four years of therapy, you can definitely get over some of your trauma. Uh, It also means that uh, he was in the Alliance for 10 years by the time that we meet him on the Normandy. It also makes him a little bit older than Shepard
4: this is uh, a very excellent point and uh, frankly I'm embarrassed that I overlooked it uh, when I was doing the episode but but you're absolutely right uh, the fact that he gives he he spends four years between the ages of I guess 17 and 21 before he joins the alliance and when he enlists in the alliance he's not an officer right away he doesn't get commissioned um, but that that's kind of significant. I'd love to be able to ask Caden what he was doing for those four years. And Tom and I may have been correct in our jokes that maybe he was a barista.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yes. I
5: think I, yeah.
4: possibly.
3: What do you think, Jen?
5: <laughs> uh, he was working at a coffee shop and going to therapy.
3: There you go. There you go. Like so Don't many of the us. They are so many do. biotically. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So when you did your first mass effect one playthrough, did you romance Caden?
5: <laughs> uh i did not pick him on my first run but that is just for the simple fact that this was my first opportunity to be with an alien
6: <laughs> i yeah, know what this it's like to be with you just subscribed
3: Right. This is one of most one of those theories and we're getting subscription notifications from twitch I'm, I'm keeping the uh, sound up because I know we've got some sound clips here I want to want to play out, but thank you for the subscription and the and following the channel um, This is one of one of those theories that I had about the way this works is that the reason why the humans Don't get picked as often in our polls is because people are like ooh sci-fi games space aliens want to romance them first because it's new and different right so oh, you, yeah, you totally that's fit. exactly why I went with Liara. Yeah, you totally fit that de- demographic. Okay, so... so go ahead, so, Sam.
4: So you, you went with Liara at first, but... And I, this isn't in the notes, I just kind of want to dig into this a little bit more. I kn- You picked Liara at first. Did you pick Liara in Mass Effect 2 with the Shadow Broker DLC? Uh,
5: not on my first playthrough.
4: Oh. But so, that's
5: because I didn't have it. I didn't get Shadow Broker until Legendary, so.
4: So she did not guilt the hell out of you then. No. Yeah, Liara gets pretty pretty snippy if you (laughs) romance her in one and then choose someone else in two and then do the Shadow Broker DLC. Oh man, Mm -hmm. you're in for it. (laughs) Yeah. So what about like later in the series?
5: Oh yeah, I romance Caden now in one and consider him to be my fam my canon femship romances. Uh My femship is Caden Garris Garris, uh, and my bro is either with Ashley until Vermeier or just celibate in one, then Jack, then Caden. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. Okay, I definitely romance him now. Okay, Sam, you want to take so- the next question?
4: Yeah, so last week I mentioned we were talking about his demeanor a lot. And I said that he's a pretty reserved guy. uh, And the player can get him to open up the more you befriend him. But ultimately, he is the stereotypical naval, naval officer, very straight laced and disciplined. Do you think that that attracts some players to him? Is that a selling point? Or do you think his primary allure is a different quality?
5: So the buttoned up guy, I don't think is his main selling point, but a couple of things did come to mind. One is gender preference. Okay. If I were a straight woman only interested in in dating humans and playing this game, Caden and Jacob are my only two options in the entire trilogy. I'll let that sink in. The only two human male romance options are Caden and Jacob
4: that's kind of insane yeah because you think about it the other the other side is uh, if you're if you if you are I was going to say human of course you're human but (laughs) if you're (laughs) a straight man only interested in dating human females in this game you have a lot more options you Mm -hmm. uh, you can date you know Ashley, Miranda, Kelly uh, Jack And I think I'm missing one or two.
5: Diana?
4: Diana, technically, I I suppose, yeah.
5: Did you say Kelly?
4: I did, yes.
5: Okay. Yeah, there were like five or six when I was looking at it. Yeah, there
3: are certainly more options. Do you think that's because the, according to the statistics of game players and developers and things, especially at the time that these games came out, They expected that the majority of players were going to be male and heterosexual males at that.
1: Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, I I think that the amount of female players who have liked Mass Effect uh, is probably surprising to the Bioware executives who were there when these games were produced.
3: And probably increased over time as well. Like I bet there are more women who played legendary edition playing mass effect for the first time when that was put out then there were who played any of the first three or four including andromeda releases at those times i, I would bet that the statistics have increased over time with the number of women playing this game
4: mm-hmm. well my partner is one yeah. uh but that's because i forced her to try it <laughs> sure sure
3: but then there's also women seeing other women play it and talk about it and share things online and go oh you like that game well, I'll, I'll try it too and there's you know uh, yes that kind of gets the snowball rolling down the hill so okay so we, we were in the middle of I, I think we kind of rabbit trailed here was there more you wanted to say about um about I don't know what we were just talking about
5: oh yeah uh so the other things that came to mind about what qualities I enjoy about Caden um is the f- the voice Raphael Sabarge definitely can bring out a, such a wide varying range of emotions from the way that he laughs and almost turns it into a giggle. It's just sweet and endearing, but then he can also drop it down into like <laughs> sultry levels that I was not expecting in a video game.
4: <laughs> Let's get it on. Yeah.
5: Mm. <laughs> mm. Uh, I'm going to
4: get Raphael Sabarge to wish you happy birthday with a cameo next year.
5: (laughs) (laughs) I'm moving on from that one. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I could also see Caden being the white picket fence guy. Uh, If the circumstances were different, I could see the two of them retiring from the Alliance and having or adopting kids together. He is also the type that knows that time is important. Good things don't last for Caden. He had a good life with his parents, but that was taken away by Bot. He had something special with Rana, but that too was taken away when he lost control. He lost Jenkins, who Shockwest let us know they were really good friends. Then he lost Anderson as his commander. Caden feels real. He feels human, but he can say it a lot better than I can. And I brought a few of my favorite Caden lines with me. So can we play the clip called make me feel human? Uh,
3: yeah, here we go. Let me just make sure the audio's up. All right.
2: You're right about everything. I think about losing you and I can't stand it. The galaxy will just keep going. Everything, even the Reapers, will come around again. But you and I... ...we
3: are important right now. Shepard, you make me feel... ...human. Like a natural human.
5: Well, he's been outcast.
4: And that's that's Caden being vulnerable. You know, that's something I think you don't get a lot with many of the romances in Mass Effect. Uh, You don't get that level of vulnerability, of uh, frankness, where you can see behind the curtain of a facade, you know. Um, Prime example is uh, the Miranda romance. I feel like even with her romance, she still has a wall up. And Mm -hmm. uh, a few other romances are kind of the same way. So. Liara, too, in my opinion, but well,
3: she does turn into the walls. shadow broker. I mean, there's a little bit like by by just trade, <laughs> there's going to be boundaries.
4: Yeah, yeah, with... but, but I, I see what you mean about you know, Caden. He, he's you know, he can be very direct. He can connect with you because the way that that Raphael Sabarge is delivering those lines, at least the last clip that we just played. It, it's like he's talking to the player as if they're the only person in the world that matters
5: yeah. yeah and when you're in a relationship with somebody like that you feel it and so even though it's just in a game i felt it
4: yeah, yeah i totally get that yeah that that's exactly uh yeah the kind of voice acting performance that brings a character full circle like that and is needed, you know, if you're going to have have meaningful uh, romantic relationships in the games with them. So, but, you know, criticisms that I've heard thrown Caden's way include that he's just too put together, that he doesn't have enough baggage to fix. So he's quote unquote boring. Do you think that that's a fair criticism or are, are those players who say that, are they missing something?
5: Yeah, I think that the timeline isn't very apparent uh in the game in Mass Effect 1 of how long it the it took for Caden to get into the alliance so we have that missing four years that we don't know what he was working on um and then the 10 years before we meet him it definitely has a lot of opportunity to work on himself and I think he did and it shows that you know he's not Jack who flies off the handle or Garris who struggles to see both sides of the argument he's not naive to the world like Liara or trying to live up to the impossible expectations like Miranda what he is isn't boring it's stable it's reliable it's like confidence
3: like a white picket fence
4: yeah <laughs> i can see Caden with a tucked in polo right now
3: <laughs> oh yeah absolutely like, and with the like the baby carrier you know like the yep. little baby bucket
4: khakis
6: yeah
3: khakis oh. a polo baby bucket going to lunch with the family on the weekend
4: yeah Driving an RV, burnt the hell out because the kids won't stop making a fucking mess. <laughs> right, shut up in the back already. No, we're not almost
5: there. Just relax. Uh, why? Why do that? Caden can just throw up a stasis field around the <laughs> kids, and then you can't hear him screaming in the back seat.
3: <laughs> or around his own uh, head. Just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
4: focusing. I'm driving. Is that, okay, debate is that child abuse? If you do it to yourself, it isn't. If you do it to the kids, maybe. Oh yeah, stasis around your own head so that you can live in bliss.
3: Right, right. I can't hear anything right now. Got stasis field. I'm just driving the car.
4: You guys, chill out. Probably couldn't move your eyes either, right? uh,
5: Well, what if you put it up like a taxi screen? Like there's a stasis wall in between the front seat and the back seat. Then it's not affecting anybody, so it's not child abuse or self harm. We're good.
4: There you go. Good luck turning the steering wheel though. <laughs> yeah, I mean <laughs> all of this, like, yeah, restrained. all of this has
3: com- complexities. So I was thinking like like you somehow create a bubble around you like the stasis field just like fits around your head but then there's like a hole in the middle, like a donut, like a three-dimensional donut. I
4: mean if you're if you're if, good enough with biotics, you can do it, right? Like tiny biotic fields inside your ear canal. Oh,
3: there you go. There you go. Yeah. Or just like earmuffs, like biotic, like earmuffs. You just like just cap your ears,
4: right? <laughs> biotic earmuffs, right? <laughs> yeah, there we go. Now, now this is an invention that parents can get behind. Um, okay, <laughs> move, moving on. I, th- I feel like we've uh, beat that point to death, but yeah, I can definitely see that he's uh, he's the other side of that coin is that he's not boring. and He's stable. He's reliable. He's confident. So so in your opinion, what does that say then about the players who say that he is boring because of those qualities?
5: That uh, Maybe they haven't spent enough time with him. How many times have you kept Caden alive? Because if you've only met, if you've only had him up until Vermeier, you're not going to get a whole lot of his later aspects in the game. Absolutely I don't think right. he's boring. I think he's funny sometimes too.
4: Yeah. Oh yeah. C- Caden has had some pretty great one-liners. Mm-hmm. He's just not as edgy as some of the other characters. I
3: think that's the that's the difference, right?
4: Yeah. I think so. I you know I I think that Caden isn't he isn't as um, provocative mm-hmm. <laughs> with some of the things that he says. He certainly doesn't believe in a morality system like Garrus's, where it's like. I'm the bad boy who doesn't play by anyone's rules. Like, that right. that's not Caden. He's not pissed off uh, at the it world Because doesn't need like like to be Jack. part of his he's...
5: persona. Yeah. Okay, so what other 17-year-old do you know that can throw out one of the largest-scale uh, single-biotic kicks and kill a turnian on the spot? Like, at 17? So true. for people who say that he's boring, it's like, no, he has more backstory. You just haven't read into it.
4: Right. He he's dangerous. It's just that he's mature.
3: <laughs> yeah. it's it's like you got to get past the uh the calm exterior to see you know the understand the history and understand what he's capable of. But it, because he's he's well put together, right? So it's like a it's like a biotic field around his personality. It's got
2: to get this, through it. Uh, said,
4: "Okay, so we we talked about this last week about how hey, how he is calm until he's not." Right. Right. And like I I wanted to get your opinion, Genesis, on what, like, what, what went through your mind the first time you're playing this, or the first time you're romancing Caden, and you finally kind of see him snap. Like, what, <laughs> what was that like for you? Because for me, it was kind of terrifying.
5: Oh, the first, are you the first time that I got to the quickening? Oh man, <laughs> <The> quickening. That, <laughs> I, I felt it, it awkward. It felt like. I'm seeing somebody who really could snap and lose control. But also the darkness that is, I am so angry, but I'm holding this all back until it is finally time for me to unleash. And you are just lucky that you are on the, on the same side as me.
3: Like, oh. I feel like that's a very real thing, that there are people who... You know, it's like the Hulk. Like, I'm always always angry. That's my secret. But, like, they're just, like, (laughs) holding it in. And when things finally push them to that edge, then it's like, get out of the way. That's it. Like, this is a similar characteristic just on a personal level that, like, my mom would always talk about how my father's so patient. He's so much more patient than other men. But he has his limits. (laughs) You know, like, that kind of thing. Like, when it's finally, when he's finally pushed to the edge, that's it. You know just don't get don't push that far that sort of thing mm-hmm
4: yeah and I think I think Caden has some I mean I think you can tell he has some suppressed anger like like deep-seated anger mm-hmm. which is kind of why I, I had hoped that the writers of the game would have re- revealed something like awful about his personal life at home like maybe he harbored a lot of anger towards his father you know, um, and we just never figured that out. Or maybe I never did because I never romanced him in uh, Mass Effect 3. So.
3: What is the total number of playthroughs you'd have to do in order to romance all the options in each of the games? It's got to be dozens. Oh. At least 10.
5: I think I did the math on this once and uh, it was something in the 30s. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah, because you, you can do like do certain characters on one but then do different characters later or do all of like same character through all of them Like there's all these variations like all the permutations of all of that
5: mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: at least in the 30s because then because that would be assuming that you never do a repeat choice
3: Yeah, man, man so much there
4: so well I raved on and on about Ashley when we were doing the Ashley uh, episode and and the themes of literary epics and her family connection to that. Uh, what themes within Caden's romance have you picked up on? And, you know, are they abstract concepts or have you noticed concrete references in the games?
5: A little bit of both. Uh, and what Caden has as a romance is his ability to be, ability to be absolutely adorable. Just this adorable little dork, but then can also flip the switch and go drop dead sexy. Uh, for the adorable side, he wishes he brought a sweater when he gets off the ship on Novaria. If you actually see him shiver and say, I wish I brought a sweater. It's like, you're in body armor, dude. You're fine. <laughs> uh, he also forgets what hand to use while saluting when he's extremely nervous or in shock. He sees Shepard and salutes with the wrong hand, or he sees the rear admiral... Or is it the front admiral that comes to inspect the ship and he salutes with the wrong arm because he's shocked to see him there. Um, But he also delivers the smolder in three. He's also a foodie. He cooks and enjoys a good beer. And what more could one ask for than someone who cooks, enjoys a drink, isn't afraid to be vulnerable, can manipulate gravity and has the tech skills to fix the coffee maker that Garrus tried to blow up with Zaid.
3: How many okay, of those so, do, you, do uh, you have, Sam? <laughs> Where are you on that list?
4: Uh, you know, I don't know, uh, but I, I, I can say that I have not tried to blow up a coffee maker. I definitely cannot manipulate gravity, although I did want to ask, just because I know you, Genesis, in what context did you include the manipulate gravity in in here?
3: <laughs> oh no.
5: <laughs> oh, oh no just the biotic fields that he can throw oh and because that was I, I included this one because that was the joke that Chakwas says to Shepard about Caden uh, and Jenkins together because Caden threw him up in the air and he went flying so that's where my mind was
6: mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.
3: smoldering yes Cool. Any other thoughts on this? (laughs) Any other thoughts on this before we we take a break and thank our patrons? Because we've got a lot more to talk about. All right, so everybody knows how VPN services and ExpressVPN can protect your privacy and security online, right? But did you know that there are some secret hidden benefits to using ExpressVPN, like unlocking movies and shows that are only available in other countries? So if you're like me, you probably enjoy watching. Shows on Netflix, for example. Well, with ExpressVPN, you can unlock the UK version of The Office. Or Parasite from South Korean Netflix. Over a hundred different countries. All you have to do is change your location and refresh Netflix or whatever. Hulu, BBC iPlayer, YouTube, you name it. In fact, when I set it up for myself, I was surprised at how easy it was. It just installs and then loads up and works. And it works on more than just PCs, phones, media consoles, smart TVs, and so much more. So if you want to access hundreds of new shows, use my link right now, expressvpn.com slash and you can get an extra three months of ExpressVPN for free. That's expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect, expressvpn.com slash Mass Effect to learn more.
0: Have you made the switch to NYX? Millions of women have made the switch to the revolutionary period underwear from NYX.
3: You good? You good to go? All right, we're going to take a quick break. Don't go anywhere. We have so much more to talk about with Genesis. This has been a blast, but we got to thank our patrons, so we'll be right back.
1: Message coming in. Patching it through. I am sovereign, and this station is mine.
2: I like the sound of that.
3: All right, here we are in the middle of our show. We've got a bunch of new patrons to welcome on board. Did we... I think we stopped at rocks and socks last time. I think that was the last person. Does that sound familiar? So the next, I believe so. I believe so too. The next one on the list is Christina R, Jonathan O, Killian O, uh, Stephen L, Jackie E. Thank you so much for signing up on the Patreon, supporting us and this show. We really do appreciate it. And we've got to shout out our shepherd tier patrons: Kolkashins, Kira C, Lieutenant Tassina. Shep Valkyrian and William thank you for your support as well if you guys are interested in checking out all the different stuff You can get everything from ad free episodes to joining us on future episodes to t-shirts and and a sweatshirt That's the first one of the new line of of the designs is a sweatshirt Go to patreon.com slash mass effect Lorecast. check it out lots of awesome stuff there And we would really appreciate your support It helps us make sure that we keep doing the show We make this a priority because if you guys are here, we're gonna keep going If you would like to help support us on Apple Podcasts, then drop a review with a five-star rating. We'll read it out on a future episode of the show, or you can leave us a rating on Spotify. Either way works. We really do appreciate it. And uh, if you have been enjoying this episode on an audio platform, you want to see our beautiful faces, then check out the Mass Effect Lorecast on YouTube. All of these videos go up on there as well. And... We've recently passed a thousand subscribers. So thank you to everybody who supports us on that platform as well. That's what we got for this week in the mid break. Uh, We'd love to see you on the discord as well. Lots of people over there, but let's get back to the conversation. Here we go.
0: Spit it out. Or are you trying to build suspense? You're so dense, sir. Obviously, I do not know as much about human
2: relationships as I thought.
3: All right, we're back. It's time to continue the conversation. And Jen, I want to know, given that rough breakup that happens on Horizon, what went through your mind the first time you played it?
5: Uh, I think Sam said it best with talking about Ashley and again the other week, that the dialogue options from Shepard are not what I wanted to say in that moment. I wanted a reconnection, an acknowledgement on my part for what we had together. The tone of voice that either Shepherd uses is exactly the same. And it's so The dude, it's been years. How are you? Not that I've been searching for you. And even Anderson wouldn't tell me where you were.
4: Right. And that makes it like, you know, that's just kind of it would that like I don't know I don't it's dumbfounding me because I'm thinking back on that scene and I'm just thinking like how is this the tone that writers thought would be good for me reconnecting with this play this character that I romanced after being dead and not seeing them for two years yeah
5: it wouldn't be the dude saw you last month and now we're hanging out again today that's freaking awesome
4: right like yeah why is it so casual from shepherd (laughs) even if no time did pass for shepherd like like shepherd you can choose to say that you're invested in the relationship you know so the overly casual tone I, i never understood but that's why i think you know i said what i said during the ashley episode that ashley was actually in the right uh during horizon about her tone and how she addressed Shepard and just kind of that standoffish thing. Like, you know, like I'm getting weird vibes from you, Shepard, and I don't know what to feel. So do you think that on, on horizon, do you think Caden was in the right there or Shepard?
5: Well, I think they both had valid points for Shepard. It had been maybe a few weeks that they had been back up and running and you know, the, the last moment before they remember waking up was seeing Caden, but for Caden, it's been two years and the last thing they saw was Shepard dying. I, they both have valid points.
4: Yeah, I, I I think they, they do, uh, because it has only been a little bit of time for Shepard. But like I said, it seems like maybe the writers and, the, and, and the, the developers of the game included the same reaction for platonic Shepard as they did romanced Shepard. Because it's not all that different.
3: I wonder if it's just a yeah. development shortcut. It's, it's not so much that they attempted to write it and wrote it poorly. It's that they didn't even try.
4: Right. And that's kind of how it comes across. I think there are some minute differences, but I'm not uh, nothing tangible. Um, so, well, let's talk about the letter that Caden sends after Horizon, um, because that's kind of like, like, at fir- like, like I have some parts of me that I'm like, oh, that's sweet, and then I'm like, hold up. So, I understand that you have a clip of Raphael Sabarge reading it.
3: Yeah, here I'll go ahead. And, I'll go ahead and play it. Yeah, Genesis sent it to me. Here we go.
2: Shepherd. I'm sorry for what I said back on horizon. I mean I spent two years pulling myself back together after you went down with the Normandy. It took me a long time to get over my guilt for surviving. And to move on. And I finally let my friends talk me into going out for drinks with the doctor on the Citadel. Nothing serious, but just trying to let myself have a life again, you know. And then I saw you and everything just pulled hard to port. I mean, you were standing in front of me, but you were with Cerberus. (laughs) I mean, I I guess I really don't know who either of us is anymore. I mean, do you you even remember that night before Elos? I meant everything to me. I mean, maybe it meant as much to you, but a lot has changed in the last two years, and I can't just put that aside. But please be careful. I'm going to watch too many close people to me die on Eden Prime, on Vermeer, on Horizon of Normandy. And I just couldn't bear it if I hadn't lose you again. I mean if you're if you're still the woman that I remember, I know that you're gonna find a way to stop these collector attacks. But Cerberus is <sighs> Cerberus is too dangerous to be trusted. Watch yourself. Look when things settle down a little. Maybe, uh, I don't know. Just take care. Fine.
3: Okay. What do you think, Jen?
5: Oh, it hurts. (laughs) It hurts to hear because he is in so much conflicted pain. The woman that he respected fought with and fought for. He watched her die on her own orders. And I feel it when he reads the letter.
4: That um that reading is so stylistic too. Like I understand that it was probably just an like a side thing that he just decided that he wanted to do so he recorded it on his own phone. But it sounds like a voicemail. Mhm. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it comes across so well, like a voicemail, even though he's reading verbatim what was already written by the game's writers. So maybe that's a testament to the writing or something.
3: It, uh, I think it's the writing and the acting. It's both. It's good writing. Yes. But then it's it's amazing acting because it feels so spur of the moment. It feels so just genuine and from his gut when it's clearly written, scripted, you know, like it's well yeah. done. Very well done.
4: It is very, very well done. And and like I said, I think the stylistic thing of it sounding like a voicemail is even more impacting uh, because the clip of Kimberly Brooks reading this is not in the same style. It's Mm -hmm. too professionally recorded. It sounds too good. Um, But yeah, you know, Raphael Sabarge nails this and it's heart wrenching, like you said, Um, you know, but. For me, hearing Kimberly Brooks read Ashley's letter brought it to life. What did you feel the first time that you heard this recording? Did it help you forgive, Caden?
5: I remember the first time reading it, and then I remember the first time hearing it, and it absolutely did. It was the missing piece to the relationship. We have the falling in love in one, and then the loss in two, and then the trust is regained in three. But hearing him speak it, hearing the pain, it makes what he says to us on Mars and then on the Cerberus race even more weighted.
4: Yeah, because he's clearly hurt, right? He's clearly very hurt come Mass Effect 3. And he, he's trying to move past that hurt, but I think he's guarded. hmm But Caden mentions in that letter that he started dating. Uh, Maybe this is like it's put in there to round out kind of the letter to make it seem more realistic, you know, because sometimes in relationships, we say things that we're like, why did I say that? Why did I even say that after the fact? But why does Caden say this? Why does he bring it up? Do you think it's because? You know, in universe, do you think it's because he just doesn't know what to say, or maybe he kind of wanted to hurt Shepherd the same way that Shepherd did to him, or is it just like a like a uh, empty-minded thing that he's just rambling and then he says this to his ex-lover?
5: Okay, so I actually thought about this even more because when you were talking about it, how it sounded like a voicemail. It's, I think it was a little bit of stream of consciousness, like putting it in game i love the idea of it. it's like yeah you know i saw you and i wanted to get back together with you but then oh yeah i kind of started dating somebody do i need to tell her that i started dating somebody <laughs> but no i actually don't want to talk about that anymore so i'm just gonna move on to the other point point. and holy crap this is a voicemail so i need to quit rambling so i'm gonna wrap it up soon
6: mm-hmm.
5: but <laughs> so I like that idea, Um, but I don't think that it was his intention to hurt her. I think that it was a way for the player to feel like, well, if he's going to move on and not join the ship, I can move on too. It's a way to have a clean break if you want it or understand that what he said was that he tried to date and it didn't work out. So looking at his picture before the end game mission and replaying that letter in your head, it, that also makes sense where it's, yeah, we tried to date other people and it didn't work out. So I'm just going to think of you before I go to the end.
4: Okay. Now
3: I've I've got a side point real quick on, on the, the why bring up the dating thing on some level. Don't you think that's a way of saying like, I'm tr- I'm trying to seek normalcy. I'm trying to be healthy. A healthy person would continue and f- and maybe try dating some more. Like I'm okay, but here's like a little bit more of just like th- does that make sense? For that? Not not mm-hmm. that not that I would bring it up to hurt you and be like, well, I went and saw some other people. More of just like uh, don't don't worry too much. I'm okay. I'm trying to get past it. That kind of thing.
5: Yeah, I can see that point too. Definitely, Uh, the letting Shepard know that he's okay and didn't couldn't explain all of that in the in the the shock of the moment of seeing them alive again. Mm -hmm.
4: Yeah, Yeah, there's probably, and that's a good point. Uh, Caden probably would have a billion things they want to say, right, like to the player, Uh, but he doesn't, and he can't because what the hell is this? A ghost is standing in front of me. Um, But you mentioned a clean break, and I'm so glad that you did because if that letter is supposed to give the the player a a clean break, that, you know, guilt-free, okay, Caden is dating again. I can move on with my playthrough as well. Like, it gives you the, you know, fourth wall breaking hint, he's not coming back to the Normandy. But it also gives you that kind of emotional hint, hey, it's okay To go and romance other people because a romance with Caden isn't going to be possible in Mass Effect 2. Mm -hmm. But in-universe, come Mass Effect 3, he holds that against you. Yeah.
5: Yeah, he does.
4: And I wanted to ask, do you think that's fair? Because the way that he refers to you moving on, you being the player, the way that he refers to that, he calls it cheating
5: um so not in every scenario so they're uh the, specifically the word cheating um the scene that i'm thinking about is when he's in the hospital and you, he's like he asks you if you had been with somebody while you guys were separated right so he asks if you hooked up with garris or if you started sleeping with the assassin or if uh Did I have any feelings for any Cerberus agents on the ship? He doesn't even deign to say Jacob's name. And that pissed me off. It is either Garrus, the assassin, or a member of Cerberus.
4: Well, this would make sense because he doesn't mention Thane's name, right? So he wouldn't have met Thane. He wouldn't have met Jacob. He just knows Garrus. Yeah. Because they did serve together, so. Um, but I'm thinking of a different scene a little bit later in the game after Thane's death when you are meeting with Caden in the uh, Presidium Commons and you sit down for uh, a coffee or something at the outside the cafe. I believe that's when he actually calls it cheating. Mm. I believe that's when Caden refers to it and says... You know, I, I forgive you for cheating, Shepard. And it's like, well, hold on a second. Now I could be totally off my rocker here, but this is just what I remember from my FemShep playthrough when I had previously romanced Kaden. And I and I know I know it's different, of course, for Bro Shep if you romance Kaden because there can be no prior romance with Kaden, So wouldn't be cheating. Um but I just you know, I've talked with some other players who have i've uh, been huge caden fans until that point and that was like the breaking point for them because they're like the nerve on this guy say, <laughs> saying that like he was gonna move on and he broke up with me and now he's calling when i decided to move on after that he's calling that cheating which i i don't think that's fair at all and i don't think the writers thought that was fair yeah but what what do we make of Caden's personality then?
5: that he was more hurt by Shepherd moving on than he let then he let us on to believe um I I hmm do you, it do you is feel like it's just like a, and it it's, it's a is reaction a hard conversation
3: it's just it just came out because that's what it felt like even if it wasn't the truth of the matter
5: yeah because in the letter he states that he went out on a date and that it was just something casual and so maybe he felt like that wasn't cheating while Shepard was dead so it wouldn't be but now
1: Mm. yeah Mm.
4: a good point but you know this is this is language that i would expect from ashley uh but she doesn't say that she never calls it cheating I think she does make a tongue-in-cheek remark, but I don't think that she ever accuses Shepard of cheating in Mass Effect f- with whoever you remanced in Mass Effect 2. Um, so an interesting uh, discrepancy there, maybe due to writing more so than we could just blame Caden's character. Um, now. I wanted to ask you because I know that you have done both and I know that you prefer the male shepherd romance in Mass Effect 3 with Caden above the Fem Shep romance with Caden. Why is that?
5: Uh, It's not that I prefer the Caden romance with the bro. It's more that I prefer Garrus' romance over Caden's. So my Fem is never going to pick Caden in 3. But I also really truly do enjoy Caden's romance. And so the fact that he is an option for me with my bro Shep runs uh, that it's, it's the clear
4: option for, to me. Is that, is that romance any different than the Fem Caden romance?
5: It is, it is different. Um, a lot of the dialogue options are different um, for starters with the uh with FemShep, it's all about giving it another try seeing how it can be now that there's a real shot again there's also the confrontation scene that we talked about um and then the the final night before heading back to earth they talk about what the night was before ilos and oh my is that a steamy conversation um I'd really love to play one of these little steamy clips. Uh, Can you play? (laughs) Sure. Can you play confidence is key? Yeah, here we go. I'll never forget that first night we bunked together.
3: Yeah, (laughs) of course not.
2: I mean, I was uh, pretty spectacular, if I remember right.
4: Mm (laughs) Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm.
5: Mm. so they get to share a very special moment making reference to the fact that they have been you know in a relationship before and that those laughs and those giggles that's definitely you can hear the the ease around the sex that they're talking about because they've been there done that it's not
4: hold on they're talking about sex wait wait what (gasps) i thought they were talking about food it was like i thought the dinner was really delicious an amazing... Yeah, I thought they were talking about the, the beef and the beer and the bacon that he likes.
5: Yeah. <laughs> that was before returning to Earth, not the night well, before Ilo's.
4: I don't know <laughs> if I'm allowed. I don't, I don't know if my parents will allow me to play this video game now.
3: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I think we have to stop the podcast right now. This is It's too much. Too far.
5: Oh, no. I'm sorry. I'm here to ruin the show. <laughs> um. uh
4: yeah, that, yep. no, you're right. The, the chemistry uh, in, in the voice acting there is really impressive because you have to keep in mind that most of the time, these voice actors are not in the studio together. Mm-hmm. So they're just hearing the lines if by virtue one of them has recorded first. And they're just hearing the lines broadcast to them in the headphones and responding. And so it's, it's all up here, you know, it's all in their, in their head, the, 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 the make-believe in the acting. So yeah. Wow. Props to both Jennifer Hale and Raphael Sparch on that one.
3: It feels very live, very real. It feels like one of those situations if you've been in relationships that you can, you can be like, oh yeah, that, that, that kind of moment. Yeah. I've been there, you know?
4: Yeah, yeah. Definitely yeah it it does feel very uh you could cut the tension with a butter knife <laughs>
3: mm-hmm. but there's like a giddiness to it too there's like a there's like a i'm 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 on this vibe like i'm i'm these memories are great and I could see it in your face too and oh you you have the same feeling i I do like there's that that connective i'm
4: not gonna thing. hang up, you hang up
3: <laughs> right right and it's a little bit playful, a little bit giddy a little yeah. bit a little bit embarrassing but kind of fun because we can talk about it together, you know like all of that all wrapped up.
4: Now, I think you have another one that uh, you have described in the show notes as just pure lust (laughs) in that tone. Uh, And I I don't know which clip this is and I need to hear it.
5: Okay. Uh, Pure lust. Oh, okay. So this, these clips are from the, the Citadel DLC. Uh, You have a special date night And Caden comes over to your apartment. So can you play end up back here? All
2: right, here we go. Hey, Shepard, I'm starving. What do you got? We're heading out, Caden. We'll just end up back here anyway.
4: Am I right? (laughs) Am I right? (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Nice. That's so direct. That's actually uh refreshing to hear Caden that direct because he never is, if you I guess if you don't romance him. But yeah, wow. Yeah. <laughs>
5: um, so the directness that you just mentioned, um, there's one the the other clip that I really like is You'll Never Find Out. And what it is, is it shows a moment of how much these two find each other attractive but then Caden slips right back into his vulnerability
3: all right here we go
2: nice to see you in action on the car lot it was pretty hot
3: oh I thank you
2: what would I do without you (laughs) you'll never find out
5: that's kind of sweet too it is it is very it's it's sexy and then very very sweet. But it's like kind of
3: sincere. Was- like like you're not going to I'm I'm with you. Like you're, I'm not going anywhere. Like right? Mm. Like
4: it yeah. lends security to yeah. your significant other to say that. So, and that's something that not a lot of people are are uh, willing to be vulnerable enough to do.
3: Mhm. Or sure enough to state it sometimes because they're kind of hedging their bets still on the relationship a little bit, you know. Oh, gosh.
4: Yeah. <laughs> i just uh i don't know i i won't get on a soapbox too much but if you're constantly hedging your bets in a relationship you should take inventory
3: yeah it's probably take, time to take inventory
4: on. if you actually want to yeah. be in that or if the person you're with is doing
3: that that's a very that's a red flag yeah so um, that's all i'm gonna say yeah jen you were you gonna say something
5: I did have something to say because I got to talk about the, what happens in a femme chef romance in three, but not how the actual bro, the bromance plays out. So I'll just dip into that really quick because of the key dialogue moments that change, um, at that meeting where they go out for, I think it was steak and beer, uh, Apollo's cafe. Um, Caden tells, uh, the male shepherd, about how he is looking for someone who is strong and confident, someone he admires and respects and enjoys being with, and, of course, is handsome. And the bro realizes that after all this time, that what that's what he is looking for, too, and sees that he could possibly fall in love with Caden. And instead of a possible confrontation scene about, you cheated on me, or did you have any... Has there been anyone else? Caden asks if Shep is flirting with him, but that he doesn't want to know the answer to that question out of the fear of rejection. And so it's, it's a very real moment. Um, and in the final scene, uh, before heading back to Earth, it is about how their long-standing friendship has made their romantic relationship even more intense because of the foundation that was built.
3: Yeah, that's, that makes sense. I mean, every I would, I would suggest that a good romantic relationship and a good friendship combine to be something that's potentially, you know, long-lasting mm-hmm. and strong. So yeah,
4: yeah, I would agree with that. Well, uh, I'm. I want to ask you one more question to like. To 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 conclude your case for Caden's romance, um, why should someone choose Caden's romance over Liara's or Ashley's? Oh, and this is this is uh, by the way to all of our listeners not in our show notes. So I have just blindsided Genesis.
3: <laughs> the other questions were provided ahead of time. This one <laughs> spur of the moment. What do you think
5: Hayden is there for you through all of it he doesn't have anything hidden a hidden agenda isn't trying to raise up higher on the ranks isn't going to go run off and become the shadow broker isn't isn't going to outlive you by another 800 to 900 years to where you're barely going to be a memory. Caden. He's somebody that I could see wanting to spend the rest of their lives together and
3: just making everything work. Are you saying he's the one you bring back home? To mom? Yeah. Yeah? He's the one that you're like, hey mom, I'm I'm seeing this guy. And then, I can, and I then can he charm see he charms mom's pants off a little bit in the car, And the car. Caden well
4: hopefully keeps mom's pants on. Um <laughs> but,
3: Well, you know, as the saying goes. <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, hell maybe he charms dad's pants off who I don't knows know. maybe um maybe he's the hard one to convince i don't know
5: no because shepard's i mean it, it would be mom's pants because shepard's mom is the only one we can bring him home to yeah
4: that's true that's true hannah yeah. you better keep your pants on um, <laughs> unless
5: it is hackett and in that case they've already met
4: <laughs> oh god <laughs> um maybe that's why he got promoted so so fast uh but so what i hear you saying is is that kaden is actually interested in love whereas for other romantic options it just kind of seems as like yeah I guess I guess we can do this
3: or they're just yeah. in it for the steamy bits not for the actual long term kind of commitment side of it well Caden
4: pursues it and he doesn't, he doesn't seem to let up yeah
3: it's like if you're on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette it always comes down to the, the one you would take home and the one you would definitely not take home And usually it's the second one that wins. (laughs) Well,
4: well, you know, like, I'm just comparing them in my mind right now. Um, Caden, I think, does a pretty good job at making Shepard feel wanted. Mm -hmm. And whereas, even though I I love Ash and I love her character, something about her character doesn't convey, like, she doesn't make you feel wanted necessarily. You know? I mean, she... She, you know, she'll do just fine long after you're dead. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I, I can see the difference, I think.
5: How many times does Ashley tell you, say, I love you?
4: I think it's only like once or twice. It's it's very uh, rare, I think. Okay. I, I just, Is- I, and that's just out of my ass. I'm, I'm pulling a number because I, I don't really remember but I do remember when I did hear that I was, I was shocked. I was like, Oh my God, she actually said the L word.
5: Mm. Hayden says it a lot, a lot. Um, but not in mass effect one, because he wasn't, uh, he doesn't say I love you in one, but he says it in three a lot after you've rekindled and solidified it. Um He's, he yells at he tells shepherd uh please don't pull any crazy stunts like that it makes me so nervous uh but i guess it's one of the reasons that i love you um they will say it often enough that you really start to feel it and believe it
4: yeah he's he's not afraid to be vulnerable And I think that makes some people like even in real life, if you are emotionally honest and vulnerable with people, it's disarming a lot to other Mm -hmm. people who are not quite to that point yet of maturity.
3: Yeah, It, it can be threatening. Yeah, well, Jen, this has been awesome. Is there are there any other clips or any other bits you want to add in before we wrap it up?
5: uh i think the only other one that i had on here was the clip that sam talked about of the quickening and uh his
4: hidden rage (laughs) all right we need to hear this yes all right here we go
2: can you feel it shepherd feel the quickening elusive man better say his prayers tonight because we are coming for him murderous asshole oh yeah
4: tide is turning I feel it.
3: <laughs> Murderous asshole. Jesus Christ.
4: <laughs> <laughs> the first time I ever heard that, I was like, um, security?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like his eyes are like glowing while he says this, you know? Just like, if I remember
4: right, he's like leaning against furniture, like with his arms crossed. And he's mm-hmm. kind of like casually like, like that with like an eyebrow <laughs> raised mm-hmm. and just kind of like staring at the median, you know? uh and just saying this reciting it not moving his head <laughs> yep. and it's extremely concerning you're like what the hell just happened <laughs> like that it something snapped and it's of course after horizon again yeah
5: uh i think it's right before you go to the Cerberus base because that's the save file that i loaded up and that's where i found that clip
4: indeed indeed it is yeah um yeah, wow. Well, thanks. Uh thanks for helping dissect some of the romance here uh, Genesis. I I have only played through once and I haven't romanced uh Kaden in Mass Effect 3. Uh but m- man, you brought up a lot of really great points that I never considered.
5: Thanks for having me. Yeah. I am always willing to talk Mass Effect romance
4: not or Mass
5: Effect in general or
3: other romance. Because you do a show where you talk about why you share your info so people can check that stuff out (laughs) Uh,
5: I am one half of the two girls one ship podcast where we analyze rate and review all that the world of video game romances has to offer. We have covered all of the romances in Mass Effect 1 and Mass Effect 2. And then kicking off in 2023, we are going to be covering our Mass Effect 3 characters. But we also do a lot of other games, uh, Bioware games and Bethesda games. We've done Fallout 4, Dragon Age. Uh, we are currently in our Dragon Age 2 section.
3: Nice. Nice. And you can, whatever you're listening to this on, you can go listen to that as well. Just look up Two Girls, One Ship. And thank you for joining us. This has been awesome. This is, it's really nice to get different perspectives on these things. So, and all the, all the sound clips were awesome as well. (laughs) Thanks for putting those together. Mm -hmm. Sam, you got anything going on you want to share?
4: Yeah. uh, So, well, first of all, uh, if if any, if anyone's interested, I'm going to help plug Two Girls, One Ship a little bit more because if anyone's interested, there's another Caden episode that they have as well as the Ashley episode uh, on Two Girls, One Ship, which I uh, was gracious enough to to have been invited to guest on. So uh, there's, those are the two episodes uh, that I think listeners of this episode might want to go check out. But for me, my own stuff, I am streaming to Twitch. I am doing the final mission on my first fem Shep playthrough on in seven day so i've kind of parsed it out and i'm streaming that on november 7th that's a monday uh, and that'll be at 3 p.m pacific 6 p.m eastern uh, and that comes i think about three hours after jennifer hale is set to host a cast reunion for in seven day that's exciting so, yeah. And, and speaking yeah. of that, you know, our next episode, I figure we will cover whatever news or teasers or whatever happened on in seven day. And we'll let people know uh, that coming Friday. So so that's what I got going on. And if people want to find me on Twitch uh, and Twitter, my handle is at in seven, the legend. Awesome. Yeah. Join us for that stuff. I'm looking forward
3: to seeing maybe we'll get some more announcements or teasers about stuff. You never know. And uh, you can find all my stuff, robotsradio.net, for all of the shows from all of the different hosts on this network, including my other shows as well. And you can come join me on my live streams, twitch.tv slash robotsradio, where we do this show live. And I also play games and hang out other days. So come hang out with us. We'd love to have you join us. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Chat, thank you for being here. And Jen, thank you again for joining us. This was awesome. All right. We'll see you next time. Stay safe out there. It's a big old galaxy. And there's, you know, handsome dudes that you can meet. All right. I guess that's the way I'm going to wrap that episode. Bye, everybody. Thanks for tuning in to the Mass Effect Lorecast. We'd love to hear your opinion and thoughts on the lore of Mass Effect. Reach out to us on Twitter at Mass Effect Cast or check out the Robots Radio Discord. Also, you can send us an email at Mass Effect Lorecast at gmail.com.